One, two, three, four, pop culture. Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat pop culture? Who can eat? And we came back, pop culture hoot nanny number six. I'm Dan, and I'm Justin, and this is the pop culture hoot nanny. All right, so uh, today. Our topic, uh, we were talking about doing uh, cover songs, maybe some of the TV shows out there right now, streaming or otherwise, and maybe some B-movies if we get to that. So, if you want to start with cover songs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess I'll go first with one. My list of cover songs is kind of a... it varies based off of emotional opinion, I suppose. Well, it's cover songs, so uh, you're right. <coughs> but um, um, I would have to say my all-time favorite cover is um, Shinedown's remake of Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. All right, it's I probably my favorite. Uh, I heard it back when I was slinging Kirby vacuum cleaners, and. Uh, it was only on the radio for a very short period of time because I, from, and maybe I'm wrong about any of this, but the overall reason was was that Artemis Pyle from Leonard, Leonard Skinner was yeah. the uncle of one of the guys from Shinedown. I can't, maybe a second uncle, I don't know. But he let him use the song for like touring and stuff or getting their name out there. And then... For some reason, the rest of Leonard Skinner caught wind into that and wasn't happy about it. Yeah. So then it got kind of taken off the air. But you can get it pretty much anywhere now. But that was probably my favorite. That's my favorite cover song. Just range of how Shinedown does their thing. Yeah. For sure. I mean, you know, they, Leonard Skinner did a good good job. Obviously, that's they'll be the uh, progenitors of that song, the... You know, the original will always be used in movie soundtracks and, you know, commercials and all that other stuff. But Oh, yeah. I'd have to say, yeah. And Shine- Leonard Skinner's not going anywhere. Right. Shinedown did, I think, an amazing version of that song. And that's my number one. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, my number one is uh, Ring of Fire by Social Distortion. You mean Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire? Yeah. Okay. Like what other whoever who others would it no, be? No, uh, <laughs> Ringo Starr's Ring of Fire. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even know what it would be like. Would it just be drum solos, just mild mannered drum solos. His all-star band. <laughs> Ringo, Ringo Starr. Well, name is Ringo. Why not? <laughs> no, I'd, uh, no, it's just. Uh, I don't know if it's anywhere besides their live at the Roxy CD. I mean, you can find it, you know, everywhere on the internet or wherever you get your music. I'm sure. Um, no, I just I don't know. Always like that song, Johnny Cash version two, and yeah, the Social Distortion. You know, just punked it up for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that. That's probably my favorite all time. Other than that, I mean, there's so many covers out there. I'm pretty sure 
90% of punk bands cover Summer of 69. There's so many versions of that, it's insane. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy some covers, some covers not as much. Uh, I don't know. Like, I had a friend, he's he's anti-covers if they sound too identical to the original version. Right. Where I could go either way. If it's a good song, I'll take it. Right. Uh, well, for my number two, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but All Along the Watchtower was Bob Dylan's original one, correct? Yes. All right. Yes, it was. All right. Jimi Hendrix. Sorry, that's it. I'm going with Jimi Hendrix, All Along the Watchtower. I can get behind that one, too. I can't. I mean, granted, it's it's basically the, the background music for almost every single movie involving Vietnam or the 60s. But, uh, you know, it was... Pretty much, yeah. It was just an overall great rendition of that song. So, all along the watchtower. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. But, yeah, that's all I got for that. I mean, everybody Everybody who's probably listening this to this has heard it numerous dozens of times. I mean, that's a song that, if you're familiar with Jimi Hendrix, you would probably not realize it's a cover song. Right. I'd just have to because, say that. you know, Cause I don't, I didn't, I I don't feel like Bob Dylan's, that's not one of his bigger hits that people no. know. So. Right. And it's, well, that, it's just, you know. When Jimmy did that version of it, it just kind of shot out there. You know, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Just a great overall, great overall song. Yeah, it is. It's a good song. Uh, my number two, I'm still, I'm staying with the punk. It's uh, No Effects covering Rancid uh, Radio. Radio? The song Radio by mm-hmm. Rancid. No effects cover of it. I just like it. The only radio I know is by Queen. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not the Queen radio. <laughs> Rancid. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I know we're on different different spectrums with our most of our music. So. Oh, yeah. I, well, I mean, <clears throat> I think I said this in a previous podcast, but, you know, my, my dad made me grow up on 104.7, so... Oh, I I understand you that. Know, I That's mean, it's. I mean, also, if you're from Toledo, like we are, one hundred four seven is kind of the staple as far as any kind of rock goes, or you know, as far as overall radio, whatever. One hundred four seven and ninety four five. Dude, it's so funny. It, just a little break in. I can't remember what year it was, but I think it was had to have been early two thousands, maybe ninety nine. I don't know. But do you do you remember the rally by the rivers were yeah. a big thing? Yeah, yeah. And Sammy Hagar came in and came came to Toledo. Do you remember that at all? I don't know. I okay. mean, my my buddy maybe was vaguely. All right, my buddy was working uh, at the event, and he got us in, and we got a couple beers, me and my buddy AJ. And uh, but it was just the funny thing about it was is at the end he's like. All right, Toledo, and thank you, 107.4. <laughs> and everybody just had to correct Sammy Hagar. I've never seen anyone correct a musician before <laughs> in major unison, but apparently most of Toledo took it to heart to correct him. 
loudly. Hey, why not? Yeah, well, that was it. I mean, unlike a lot of people, I enjoy Sammy Hagar, so. Well, yeah. You know, I don't know why people are so anti-Hagar. I don't know either. I I never had a problem with him. But, you know, I think it's that whole Van Halen, you know, who is who is better, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? You're always going to have those people. Yeah, but, I mean, the style of Van Halen changed with Hagar from what it was with Roth. Right. So, I mean, I like Hagar. I mean, they both have their weaknesses. I seen I, it back in, oh, it had to be like 2002, the Sammy Hagar, David Lee Roth co-headlining tour. <laughs> How I was that, there. How did that even work? <laughs> uh, they just switched nights for who was who was the opener. Oh, okay. So they just alternated who was opening and who who was headlining, I guess, for the night. Um, yeah, David Lee Roth still wearing the spandex and jumping around and basically a Van Halen set. Mm, he might have did Yankee Rose, but I don't know if he did or not. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much everything else was Van Halen, where Sammy Hagar has, you know, he has a whole catalog outside of the Van Halen stuff. And uh, who else? Oh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen was there with Sammy Hagar. <laughs> hey, I was in Florida with my cousin. He got tickets and we went. Was Hagar selling Cabo Wabo? Was he making a big deal out of Cabo Wabo while I was down? Probably. Dude, have you ever had that? Do you I like, have. It, I like that tequila. It's, it's good not tequila. Bad at all. Yeah. I like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's still the way it is now, but or it was back then, but the whole, one of the whole gimmicks was each bottle was handcrafted. That was I kind have of one of those handcrafted yeah, I had. Bottles. I had one of those. I don't know where the fuck it went. I have one. It's in behind that door. It's in that <laughs> room. <laughs> Cabo Wabo. Mas, yes. Mas tequila. Yeah. Yep, I have I have that. I have a <coughs> I've wore the shirt to work. It's a got tequila. It's a Cabo Wabo shirt. <laughs> and you know, cuz it was during the whole got milk thing. Yeah. So it was got tequila on the front and then the back is the Cabo Wabo logo. <laughs> uh, so number 3 for me. Um It's kind of a toss up. It's um, it sucks because I like both of these songs, but one of them was significantly more. Um, wow, now I can't even remember it. It's uh, Guns and Roses cover of "Knocking on Heaven's Door." Yeah, again, yeah. Uh, another Bob Dylan. Yeah, it's <laughs> a but good song. Yes, it is. I mean, it, it's also because. The original Knocking on Heaven's Door is only like a grand total of like two and a half minutes or some shit. Something like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, very, it's very not short. super long. And granted, you know, Guns N' Roses made it out to, you know, I think it was like six minutes. Yeah. Something well, like that. You know, they were like that ballad rock. Yeah. You know, went through a couple more. Uh, little little forbidden fruit for you there, huh? Yeah. It, Guns N' Roses kind of like, it sucks because, <clears throat> you know. Guns N' Roses was like the big band of the 90s as far as rock. Not rock, rock, but yeah, rock, I guess. But they were like the last age of the uh, the dying rebel bands. 
You know what I'm saying? Like Guns N' Roses was like the last part of it. And then we kind of got into like uh, Stone Temple Pilots. And yeah, all that the other grunge, stuff. the Seattle scene kicked in. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So like, <clears throat> I mean, they had a fairly good career for what, like 15 years. And I mean, you know, every, people are still wanting them to get back together, even though. Have you seen Axl Rose lately? Holy shit. He looks like, um, what? what is the name in Goonies of the family, the Italian family? The the, the, the Spicolis? The, the Fratellis? Fratellis. Fratellis, yeah. Yeah, he looks like Ma Fratelli. <laughs> well, fu- I'm wearing a Goonies shirt, and I can't even, <laughs> I can't think of the name. Dude, Spicoli's Fast Times. Yeah, fast Times, yeah. So, Goli, you just won the serving championship. What do you have to say about your competitors? Those guys were fags. <laughs> Just straight up Sean Penn looking like a dick, um, but uh, yeah, eighties. But yeah, I swear to God, look up an image of Axl Rose. He looks like Ma Fratelli. I don't know how else better to wow. describe it. It's fucked up. He gained so much weight. It is funny too because uh, somebody once told me that Axl Rose had one of the weirdest. Like he like his testimony to, by other band members. He was. Like a spur of the moment nut job. Like I guess him and one another bandmates got into an argument, and mid like they were in their truck or something like that, and they were driving to practice or they were driving to a gig or some shit. And Axel Rose in the middle of going thirty miles an hour. This is a, this. I believe he read this in a Rolling Stone, so this is third hand knowledge. But I guess it's. <laughs> they said Axel jumped out of the car at 30 miles an hour and just walked away. I mean, he was like sleeping on people's on band members' couches and all that other shit, just doing whatever the hell he did. He would just disappear for a he grand. was Axel he would Rose. disappear for like two weeks and be like, "Where the fuck have you been?" <laughs> you know, now, I cannot confirm or deny because I haven't read the article myself, but I believe it's in Rolling Stone back in probably the 90s or some shit. Yeah, who knows? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, it's pretty well documented that he was out there. Oh, yeah. Did some crazy, crazy shit. So. Oh, yeah. Ah, guns and Roses. Why not? Right. Uh, my number three is uh, Johnny Cash doing the cover of I Won't Back Down. Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down? Yeah. So this is one of his last songs that he did on Later, his Later, yeah. Like... We're talking like God's Gonna Cut You Down, that time period? Mm, like it was maybe. probably one of his last albums then, right? Maybe. Around the time of Hurt, maybe? Okay, yeah. That was, that's shit, that's a good one, too. That is a good one. <laughs> that's, actually, now that you remind me, I'll take that as my number four. <laughs> that, that, right? That, it, it is a good it, song. It is, a great one. A, it is yeah. yeah. That was, um, I, I've probably listened to that song probably 300 times in the last That's a, That's another one that, like, it's probably more famous by Johnny Cash than it was by Nine Inch Nails. Right. I mean, it really. And I mean, Trent Reznor has admitted he's like, yeah, that's that's Ooh. his. That's like when the dude steals your girlfriend. He's like, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's not mine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can't. You you know, it's just I don't know. Johnny Cash, man, the man in black, can steal whatever the fuck he wants. Pretty much. Yeah, my uh, my number four is it's an odd one, 
to say the least. Actually, my four and five both are. But my number four is Like a Prayer, the Madonna song. Yes. By the punk band Rufio. <laughs> Wouldn't have to listen to this. Yeah, I, 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 I can play it for I you sometime. I don't know how. Okay. <laughs> I, I will. I'll play it for you. Rufio is in like Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. Not Rufio from Hook. I mean. No, I mean, just, I'm just saying I, that's the only time I've ever heard I, that name ever. Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I don't know a whole lot about Rufio. I just, uh, it was on a, on a, actually a cover compilation album I had, Pop Goes Punk or Punk Goes Pop. And it was just a bunch of punk bands that did covered pop songs. They cover, and it's like from 80s, 90s, and 2000 pop songs. Like they cover the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. What? Britney Spears. Everything. Yeah. And it's all just punk bands doing covers. <laughs> it's amazing. There's actually a whole series of them. <laughs> but I own the first one, and that was early 2000s that came out. So, man, yeah. it's amazing. It was one of my favorite albums. Loaned it to a friend and never seen it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what do I got to do with a number five? I don't even know, man. It's so weird because, like, sometimes, like I said, cover bands can do, your cover songs can be better or worse, depending on, obviously, your opinion. But, like, I don't know. Many more covers. Like I wouldn't have thought of Hurt until you brought it up. Even yeah. though it is, I can't deny it's one of my favorites. Yeah. But like the amount of time that I spent thinking about this in the last week, I I, I couldn't, I I really couldn't peg anything that came to my head right off the bat, and I was kind of upset by it because like I really enjoy it when a band can remake a song, you know. But I can't. But for some reason, it just it blocked me out because I can only think of originals. So yeah. like I had like other than like what we were talking about songs being more popular than their original, I don't got many of those. You know. What yeah. I mean? So I'll let you do your number five. Maybe something will come to me in the next five minutes. Probably <laughs> not. My number five <laughs> is also it's you. You heard of uh, Day to Remember, the band of Day to Remember? It sounds familiar. They're like. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't really say they're metal, but they're like a heavier band. Okay. They do a cover of Kelly Clarkson "Since You've Been Gone." No. Yes. No. It's amazing. Good God. It is amazing. I I don't know what to say right now. It's so. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is. It's hilarious. Oh man, I um, <clears throat> I gotta gather myself for a second. I mean, there's a there's so many like you know I don't know maybe because I do listen to a lot more punk, and there's a lot of punk bands that do covers of all kinds of pretty much everything. I mean, I've heard bands like seen bands in concert like uh, Bowling for Soup. They do random covers, like they'll just play a song live. I've seen them play. Um, oh, I can't. Jenny from the Block. <laughs> where you're just like what the fuck is going on right now like how, you, you how can, would you even throw that into a punk i don't you just play the riff and just sing it yeah I don't it's know, my dude God. there's so much stupid shit like that and it's funny good bad or otherwise it's funny 
Okay. I mean, Sublime has done. I don't know if it's if you can consider it a cover. I mean, it's not their song, so it would technically be a cover. Uh, they did the theme song to Hong Kong Fui. Yeah, I had that album. I had the album that had that on that. I had the album. I've lost that whole book of CDs that I used to have. They, I mean, there's a, like there's a CD out there. It's a whole, <laughs> the whole CD is Saturday morning cartoon theme songs. I had that. Sublime too. did an entire CD. No, no, it's not Sublime. Oh, okay. It's it's like a various artist compilation. Okay. But Sublime, that's where I heard that song first, and basically they play the song and it ends up like, it goes right into Pawn Shop. Okay. So like when it ends, it's like. Yeah, that's how All Hong right. Kong Fui ends. Um, yeah, like that. I mean, New Found Glory's done a bunch of cover albums. They've done like three. So like basically their cover albums are, they call them from the screen to your stereo. So they're all songs from movies. Okay. So they cover like uh, the song from Titanic. <laughs> they cover the... Oh. Just like everything on there. I can't That's think funny. of off the top of my head. Goonies, good enough for the Goonies is on there. Huh. Um Yeah. Like I don't know. I I get behind cover songs. Uh for the most part. I mean I'm sure there's some bad ones out there too, but Alright. I'm more in favor of music in general than just uh, the individual signature of a specific song to yeah. a person. Yeah. Well, with that being said, you brought up Sublime. Um, Three Eleven covered "What I Got." Have you ever heard that song? I don't know if I have. Oh my gosh, dude! It plays. It's an homage to basically everything from the late nineties. Uh, it starts off with "What I Got." It does. Uh, they got. It's like an acapella version of. What I got, and they get they have one guy going no diggity, no doubt in the middle of it, and then they have a uh, I got two turntables and a microphone where it's at. It's, it's I don't know if you've ever heard it. You should. You yeah, I have to look into that. It's actually very very good. Three Eleven's rendition of What I Got. Hmm. It's almost like uh, I almost feel like it was a tribute. I, I could be wrong. On I that. will. Yeah, I'll definitely have to look into that. Yeah, because it's a good one. I. It actually starts with. It's all just them. I, they don't even play a single instrument the whole time. Hmm. It's great. Now speaking know. speaking of acapella, I told you this the other day. I mean, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? What? 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 No, no, oh, no. Carmen San Diego. Sorry. The, the song I want to hear covered, I want to hear like an acapella version of Raining Blood by Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had heard that song because I don't know Slayer well enough. And I just, in my head, I hear it, I can hear it going. Like, for, uh, the lyrics match up with the, like, the background instrumental part of For the Longest Time by Billy Joel. And I want to hear Raining Blood sung in the stylings of Billy Joel for the longest time. And I have an idea to make a video for this song. 
Do you know what 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 nots are? No. All right. Well, the uh, the Muppets had puppets they came out with. They're called Muppet Whatnots. Okay. And they're like do-it-yourself Muppets. They okay. released them for like FAO Schwartz a few years ago. I have two of them. I have no idea. Like they're, right now, I feel they're like they're actual puppets. Okay. They're actual puppets, but they're like shaped like Muppets would be. Uh-huh. Or like the characters from Sesame Street, like extra characters from Sesame Street. Okay. So I want to do a video of the whatnots covering that in an acapella version. The, I've had this vision in my head for years. And I don't know why. And I'm just too lazy and not committed enough to actually try and do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't sing that in that uh, styling. I don't have the singing voice for that nonsense. But, yeah, I have a whole thing in my head to see this work. And I think it would be amazing. That's fair. But like I said, I'm just too lazy to make it happen. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, no. This is, it's a, this is a true... True thing. This is a, this is like a bucket list item. It's like one day I will make much, an acapella song of raining blood with Muppets. Much like this podcast, I've had it in my head for years. It can be done. Yeah, I just gotta have a little more follow through than I have with most things. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. Honorable mentions. Uh. Well, I mean, like I said, I, there's a lot of cover cover albums I like. I like all the Newfound Glory from the screen to your stereo. Their newest one just came out earlier this year. They do, like, Eye of the Tiger on there. Um, Let It Go from Frozen. No. Yes. No. Oh, it's – I'm going to have to play you some of these songs. I, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be filthy after this. Uh, <laughs> not that I hold "Let It Go" by Frozen from Frozen to be sacred, but um, <laughs> you ever heard of Me First and the Gimme Gimmies? No, they're a punk super group that all they do is covers. Okay, and all their albums are themed. So their their first album is "Me First and the Gimme Gimmies Are a Drag." So it's all songs from like musicals and uh, pretty much musical. I think there's some Broadway stuff too, not just movies, okay. but musicals. Um, then they do like have a ball is like, is that the, I want to say that's the sixties era stuff, but they like, uh, their last like studio album was our divas and it's all songs by women. So they sing like, I'm trying to think what was on there. Uh, Straight Up by Paul Abdul. <laughs> take a break. Give me, give me, me first and give me, give me, take a break uh, is all black artists. Okay. So all the songs are done by black artists or written by black artists because they have nothing compares to you on that one. They also have Boys to Men. Oh, it's Boys to Men song. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Motown Philly. No. 
No, uh, <laughs> end of the road. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their whole catalog is pretty amazing. Like, just, but I mean, I try not to do that because, like I said, that's all they do. Is they're basically a cover band, but they're all guys from like other punk bands. Okay. And you, you ever watch Taxi Cab Confessions on HBO? No, no, I, I, I know of it. I've never seen a single episode. Oh, because the like the song they play at the end credits is somewhere over the rainbow. Okay, and this to me first in the Gimme Gimme's version. So oh, okay, yeah. So if you ever seen that, you've heard the song. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I I get behind covers for the most part. I uh, like I said, I'm sure there's some bad ones I can't think of off the top of my head, but yeah. I enjoy covers. Oh, my honorable mention is uh, Cake, I Will Survive. I don't know why, but Cake was a, uh, their first two albums were awesome. And uh, I think in high school I jammed out to that first album, Fashion Nugget. Yeah. Pretty hard, so. Well, that's about it. Yeah. As far as I got. I feel like. I feel like that might be on one of the Me First and Gimme Gimme's albums, too. Yeah. I think it's on Diva. I would have to imagine it would be. I mean, that's a pretty... Oh, their, <coughs> their country album is great, too. <laughs> they do Ghost Riders in the Sky, uh, Goodbye Earl by the Dixie Chicks. Okay. Um, what else? Much Too Young to Feel This Damn Old. Uh, I don't I mean, so many. I don't know. I just, I'm a fan, so. Seen mm. them in concert, too, at the Warp Tour. All right. And that was, uh, that was pretty good, too. Right. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I think that's about it for covers. Yeah. Well. Uh, oh, we're, uh, as we've been called at work, uh, cheap shills now. Cheap shills? Yeah, we're shills for oh, that's since we right. Have a, since we have a sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Amazon. By no, the way, n- well, not even, <laughs> but we actually have a real sponsor, not oh, Amazon. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And I'm sure if if you've made it this far, you've already heard the commercial because I'm pretty sure it's at the beginning or end. So maybe you haven't. I right. don't know. But there is a commercial. Right. And it'll be here somewhere. Right. Thanks, anchor. Yeah, <laughs> anchor.fm. <laughs> Woo. Woo! Yeah. Well, as far as it goes, uh, I would like to talk about or get onto the convers- the topic of TV shows of, uh, like, say, Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'd. Um, it, it's kind of a w- weird thing. I I heard it got picked up for season two, but now that. Uh, Disney owns Hulu. I don't know what the overall uh, uh, angle of attack they're going to have with it is, but have you ever seen Castle Rock? Yes, I did watch Castle Rock. That is a fantastic show, in my opinion. It yeah, it did get picked up for season two. Uh, mm. From my understanding, Disney's just gonna—that's going to be like the adult content on Hulu. Okay. So I don't think there's going to be an issue with that. Plus, they don't own 100% of Hulu. Yeah, they own like a majority share though, like yeah, like fifty one percent or something. Yeah, shit. okay. Well, either way, 
Uh, yeah, Castle Rock. Uh, I was. Uh, I had a lot of lot of hopes about that show. Um, being the Stephen King fan that I am, knowing the overall premise of what Hulu has done with some of his other material before, um, the one about Kennedy, the Kennedy assassination. I believe it's. Eleven twenty two sixty nine sixty three sixty three yeah I don't know whatever it is yeah. I never watched that one oh uh, it was good I wanted to James Franco is actually pretty fucking good in it man I wanted to watch I, it and then I just never did and I mean I have no reason why I can't I just haven't yeah it's uh I mean it's only six episodes and if you know a little bit of, about the Stephen King universe you you uh, you pick up on little little things that make a little bit of sense. As far as it goes, but uh, there's a whole thing uh, in the Dark Tower that talks about that. One of the main characters talks about using a door to go back and stop the Kennedy assassination. He doesn't do it, but it's just the idea he references it. And then Stephen King writes another book about somebody doing basically that same thing. It's fucking awesome. Hmm. Yeah, I might have to look into it. Like I said, it it was one of those things where it's like I remember when it was coming out. There's a lot of hype about it, a lot of buzz. And I just, I was like, oh, I should watch that. And then I just never did. And I still haven't. Right. Yeah. It's on there. Uh, but yeah, Castle Rock is probably one of my favorite new shows as far as, and granted, I know Stranger Things has been out since then and all that other stuff. And granted, yeah. you already talked about Stranger Things. It's, it's like. A little bit, yeah. It's like the Goonies nostalgia. But, yes. But Castle Rock to me is a super fucked up. But relatively passive story. I don't know how else to say. Yeah, for the most part, I yeah. But I mean, like the whole dealing with Shawshank Prison, then dealing with some of the other things that King writes about is pretty fucking cool, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So if anyone hasn't seen it, I mean, there's a lot of lot of little references in there that you're like, ooh, I know what that means, (laughs) right? But uh, yeah. So to you, sir. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like Castle Rock. Uh, what else have I watched? Oh, The Tick. I love that show. Everybody's telling me to watch that. Yeah. Javon's come by and told me. You got to watch. Oh, my. It's so good. If you know The Tick, the character, it's, it's, it's corny, but it's not, I don't, like, it's not cheesy like the 2001 was. Right. But it's like, it's, they, they they nailed it, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, like, I just love that show. Like, I even have my kid watch it. Like, he thinks it's hilarious, too. Well, I mean, the tick is hilarious. It's like it's like corny superhero humor. I mean, he's mixed with yeah. kind of satire. And he's like a moron. He's just oblivious, but saves the day still. <laughs> Finds a way to save the day. Is uh, Chairface one of the characters or one of the villains? He is not. Not yet, anyways. Okay. Chairface. <laughs> what was the villain? The villain in season two was Lobster Cleese. <laughs> lobster Cleese. Yeah. It was like Lobster Hercules, so it was like Lobster Cleese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... So it's so corny, but it's good. And the first one was the season one was the terror. 
and it was uh what's his name jackie earl haley the the guy that played rorschach and freddy krueger oh okay yeah uh but yeah the tick i i love that show it's hilarious i mean if you're into the superhero thing it's good if you're like if you're on superhero burnout it's still pretty good because it's kind of makes fun of superheroes at the same time as being a superhero show right oh man well if i switch over to netflix i don't know if i've talked about this or not because i can't remember what we even talked about but uh love death and robots did i mention that already on this because if i haven't i think it's necessary it's not necessarily a continuated show I feel like we've talked about it a little bit, yeah, not. But it's separate, separate, separate segments done by different animators around the world as far as uh, animation stylings and all that kind of stuff. But it's probably one of my favorite things that has come on Netflix for a while. I understand people like Black Mirror and all that kind of stuff, but it's 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 yeah. a little bit different. It's more of a uh, uh, a joke on certain things, and then some certain ones are serious. The animation is top-notch stuff too hmm. uh some of them are kind of like cartoony and then some of them are very hyper realistic like one is called uh i can't remember what it's called but it's basically some man designs sentient yogurt <laughs> it sounds stupid i know but basically the the yogurt becomes so intelligent that it starts directing human affairs and and it's stationed out of Columbus, Ohio, because Ohio has got one of the biggest sets of dairy farms, I guess. Or like it chooses that that's the best place. All and right. It, and it gives people the the ultimatum, do what we say or we're going to leave. <laughs> and, of course, people are like the president and all that kind of stuff is like, absolutely not. We're not going to we're going to pretend to go along with its plan and then try and fuck with it. And then it leaves and it just leaves us in this like completely chaotic it, 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 it has us construct rocket ships for it <laughs> it's so stupid but it's so great and then one of the last ones is a Russian platoon in World War II investigating paranormal things that it's hyper realistic I mean it's ultra violent um, hmm. and they have it's like demonic presence and demonic like almost like a Hellboy type situation yeah like, you know, some guy performed a ritual and unleashed this hell spawn uh, across the uh, northern Siberian landscape, that kind of thing. And these these Russian military men try to fight it off and try to keep it under wraps because, of course, there can be no mistakes in, in Mother Russia at that time. So, you know, they'll just write it off. But it's really violent but really realistic. I don't know how else to... I might have to look into that. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. I mean, it sounds... Dude, the first the first segment sounds up my alley. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty sci-fi. It's sci-fi as fuck. There's one that's an alternate timeline where you just keep the uh, uh, this one. It's the alternate timeline of the death of Adolf Hitler. It's over and over like if he dies stepping out of his uh, first art class, if he dies, uh, how the world changes. <laughs> each one, each time, it shows wh- how he dies in some weird fucked up way. It shows the last segment shows who steps on the moon. <laughs> And sometimes it's like, like Hitler gets killed by a gelatinous uh, 
uh, gelatinous blob uh, that falls out of the sky, and then it ends up with some kind of like cephalopoid race planting its flag on the moon in the year 6,422. It's fucking weird, but it's great. I don't know how else to describe mm. it. So, love, death, and robots. Uh, Netflix has a couple decent adult cartoons. Um, they have Big Mouth, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, 100%. I watched uh, every episode. So wrong. It It's subject matter. is it, It's... It's everything. It's like to me that that show is puberty in retrospect. That's, I think, yeah, that, I that, mean, that, that yeah. is exactly what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is for sure. It's hey. so funny though. I mean, the characters are the the hormone monsters. Amen. <laughs> hey, oh, oh no. He's got a penis for a nose, right? Isn't that? Yes. <laughs> He's got, and his children are just little furry penises in a briefcase. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it yeah. sounds so horrible to say out loud. When you talk about that show, it's like I feel like I should be ashamed of talking about this show. show. Right. But it's so funny. Oh yeah. I, I everyone who I've ever recommended to watching it. Yeah. Uh, says it's the fucking truth. You get hooked on it. It's the fucking truth. You're like, <laughs> you get hooked on it. You're like, what the fuck? You know, I should not like this. But I do. It, dude, I can't tell you how many times Tori is like, like she's like, I can't handle this show. I go, like I my, go what yeah, do you mean? Yeah, my wife won't watch it. it, it I, well, it's definitely aimed towards the more male. Definitely you know, is, yeah. But I mean... It does. It does play along the lines of you know what what girls have to go through in that time period, and it, you know. But it's it's definitely centered around the boys. I mean, John Mulaney and um, uh, what's the guy's name? Who, Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll. You know, yeah. what I mean, those being the main characters, I think John Mulaney is fucking hilarious. Oh, it's yeah, it's hilarious. Oh yeah. Uh, they also have um, Disenchanted or Disenchantment. That's the uh, Matt Groening one. Yeah. Right? No, I haven't With even that, watched that one yet. Yeah, that one's pretty funny, too. I need to watch that. It's not nearly as adult-oriented, but it's, you know, it's pretty funny. Um, they had Paradise PD was pretty good. I've heard about that one. Yeah, that was, like, uh, the people that did Brickleberry. I know that. I know that one. Yeah. That one's good. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, so much on Netflix, and there's so much on Netflix that I won't watch because I'm like, eh, I don't know what the fuck that is, and I just skip over it. Right. That's probably what happened with your robot show. Yeah, I probably like, what the fuck is that? No, I uh, didn't pass. It, it, there's well, I mean, like, and that's the thing too is like, it's a mixed bag of things. You know, what I mean, it's it's not one consistent story. So yeah, yeah, but. uh I mean that's how Black Mirror is too. Yeah. So. I like, but they're only like fifteen-minute-long segments. Like yeah. the whole the whole thing is like a feature-length movie, but it's small segments of it. But the anim- like I said, man, the animation's d- it's top-notch stuff. But yeah, uh, trying to think of anything else. Um, well, obviously, I'll get into uh, what I watched, spent all day watching yesterday when I <laughs> when I left work early. I spent most of the day today watching it too. Did you? How far did you get? Uh, episode six. I think oh I shit! Got, okay, I, think I have two left. All right. So so okay. Uh, the boys on Amazon. This is not to be a corporate shill, <laughs> but the boys is an amazing show. Um, 
I, uh, you know, to be honest with you, like Watchmen kind of did this kind of, you know, like, you know, it kind of like because I never read the Watchmen comic before I saw the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, since then, I've, I've I've read the comic. But it, Watchmen was like one of those movies that kind of broke the mold as to how you would put a regular human mentality with all those powers in it. Like no one's goody two shoes or no one's super evil, but you know, everyone's caught in that dichotomy between good and evil with, with their powers. But in this like, Holy shit, dude, the Homelander is just a fucking dick. Right. <laughs> it's I mean, like, like every, well, I mean, most of them, most of them, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, right. you're you're the hero, and you have no moral compass. No, I like, mean, I and I mean, I've, that's basically what the show is. Is like, this is this is how heroes are. Like when they're at the stadium, and he's, or was it even the stadium? I don't. What when they're talking, and you know, he's like, fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what was the what was the one where A Train? Is with that kid at the Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if you, when, when you beat this, I'll teach you how to run as fast as me. You, I can outrun cancer. <laughs> you can teach and it just like run. pans up to the doctor, shaking his head no. And you're like, <laughs> you're just Dude, like, what the fuck? And it's so weird too because like I can, uh, you know, like I feel like that show covers. So many hidden things, not hidden, but like things that we don't want to think about, about the corporate branding of, of, of certain things. Like, you know, as much as we talk about the Marvel Universe on this podcast, you know, what I mean, we do know that it's owned by one corporation. You know what I mean? It, it, and granted, they're they're trying to sell us toys. They're trying to sell us all this, but it is fictional stuff, you know. I just I just look around when you're saying they're trying to sell us toys. Oh, <laughs> at, at my desk that's full of. I, toys. Ironically, while explaining this point, I was completely oblivious to all the irony that is sitting around us right now. <laughs> the, the Marvel posters, right? But I mean, I mean it's yeah. fictional. But I mean, yes. in, in the world of the boys, it's you know, like it, 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 if the Flash were a real person, you know. And, oh, and and his whole image was made by a corporation, which is what this show is about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how bad would it be? How, you know, Twitter, Twitter followings and... It's, yeah, it's, you know it's, it's I mean? all like, about your rating. It's not, it's not what you do. It's just, did you get enough PR while you were doing it? Right. You know, we'll send you here because... Our our stats show this is where the crime's going to happen. We're better than the police, <laughs> right? Or we just set it up so this is where crime's going to be, right? It's uh, dude, did you, how about the uh, the old Sandusky, Ohio? Tree? I haven't got all the way there. Oh yet. my god! Okay, I, I mean the last the last I seen he's is uh, when he's filling his Hummer up, his <laughs> his Go Green initiative. He's filling up his Hummer at the gas station, <laughs> and they. Like throw the cup at him. He's like, "Thanks for voicing your opinion, <laughs> dude." It's it's so weird too because it almost it it's kind of like a Game of Thrones type scenario. Like you know, when you first see these characters, and granted, I don't want to ruin too much of the show for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, especially the people we know that will be listen that could be listening. 
it's not about it's like Game of Thrones. There are characters that over time you'll see what bullshit they have to go with and how much of their ego is put into check by financial gain or how much I'm not I'm not gonna lie like from watching it and like I said I'm not even done I've only watched the first six episodes it I immediately looked up the books to try and see how like if I get the books which I mean you can get them there I think they have six omnibuses so okay that I've seen so there's you know they're out there um so yeah I may be looking to invest in the boys right uh, I mean, it's also done by Garth Ennis, who did Preacher, and that is, uh, you know, so I get the dark side of it, right? Because Preacher's pretty dark as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so far the show is it's pretty good. I enjoy it. I've enjoyed it a lot. Right. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else on Amazon I've watched that I was like. I mean, Amazon's got a lot of a lot of shows, but I like like uh, I don't know. It seems like it's been a couple years now since they did the thing where they play the pilots and you could vote on them. On Amazon, um, I don't know if they're still doing that or not. But I know a few years back they had like a thing. They had like they would do like four or five pilots, and then you could vote to see which ones you liked. They had a couple decent shows uh, well, that I, didn't get picked up. I, I, I would imagine probably they have a whole algorithm that does that now. I mean, because that, I mean, oh, I, I'm sure. You know, like I was thinking about this the other day. How do they know, other than like what, like let's say we put shit on Facebook about it, or you know, you go and let's say we're Twitter people, but we're not. But let's say we were, and we were going and say the boys is the truth, or you know, whatever the hell, you know. Would they be responding to that, or would they be responding to how many? Because I, I have a theory that they already know how many views each show gets based off of your account with them, right? Oh, I'm sure. Because they can yeah. track, they yeah. can track and see where it is, so they know it's successful based off of what gets watched, what doesn't. Oh all yeah, that kind of for stuff. sure. And granted, they know your target audiences because it's like my account probably states something along the lines of, you know, thirty plus odd year male. He ain't exactly watching *Bride* or uh, *Handmaid's Tale*, but he's <laughs> he's watching these other shit. He's watching Jack Ryan. He's watching, you know, the boys. He's watching, yeah, you know, all that. Oh, kind I'm of sure. Stuff. I'm sure yeah. it gets into. Uh, there's far more to it than we know. Right. I'm sure. Right. But yeah, so I was. Uh, I, I gotta say, out of all the things that I've watched recently, *The Boys* is definitely kind of spurred on a thing. And of course, it's superhero stuff, so it's already. Yeah, it's you're familiar in the bag ter- for it. Yeah, it's it's familiar territory. But I gotta say, Carl uh, Carl Urban, right? Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's really fucking good in this. Yeah. Uh, you know the, he that's the weird thing about him. I can't think of a movie he has been bad in. I I I don't. Maybe I'm being too generous with his acting career. I don't but, know. I mean, I liked him as Dread. Yeah. I li- I liked him as as Bones on the Star Trek movies. Yeah. Um I you know, I I liked him in the Lord of the Rings. He was uh um never uh, seen him. Oh well, yeah, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but he, that that's actually kind of where he got his start. That's where I started noticing his career. I don't know if he did anything before I that. He was in Ghost Ship. 
What? Yeah. That, I think he was. That horror movie. And he shit. was in Doom with The Rock. Yeah. He was right, he, he was, was, he, yeah. was he was Reaper. He was the the Doom guy. They they made they at the end he was the Doom guy. Um he's been in a lot of shit. Yeah, really. he has. I mean, he's had a pretty pretty stable career since mid 2000s. Yeah. Uh, he's done pretty well for himself, I should say. Um but uh yeah, so yeah, I mean that that show definitely, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's so far it's been pretty great. Um, yeah, you know, just shilling for Amazon some more. Right. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a, some criticism. We will. I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'm all excited about it. You know, uh, one of our colleagues suggests that it, it's through our podcast that Amazon shows the Rossford area for their distribution center. <laughs> Even though neither one of us live near Rossford. I know, but we we were Toledo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you know, just like that casino is in Toledo, but it's not. Yep. It's it's, it's stuff, things. Yep. Stuff and things. Oh, but I was going to try and call T-Rod, but he's not answering his phone. Of course he isn't. Fuck T-Rod. I don't mean that, T-Rod. You better fucking <laughs> this well, shit eventually. Because he said he was good, but then he said he had to go see about getting a haul for his son's birthday. But when I texted him, he said he was parking and we could call in a few minutes. And I asked him if he was ready yet. And radio silence. Oh, no. Bum, 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 bum. Wow. Man. And now, I mean, we're almost at an hour already anyways. Right. Can't believe we talked about cover songs that long. Well, we did. It was like 25, 30 minutes. I know. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I want to, I really want to dive deep into B movies, I think next time. Okay. Cause we, we talk about it and we've touched on it a lot and you're far more and you, you have the encyclopedia in your brain for that. I I love them so much and I just want to talk about it and I've been watching a lot of them. Yeah. Cause I've had nothing better to do than watch shitty movies. Did you finally watch Critters Attacks or no? I have not watched Critters Attack yet, but I saw it at Target the other day. I was shopping <laughs> yesterday. We were shopping, and I saw it on the shelf, and I wanted, I want to watch it so bad. Uh, I mean, I will watch it eventually. Right. But um, did you know they had a Critters TV show on Shutter, the Shutter app? Um no, but yeah. that would not surprise me one bit. Yeah, apparently there's a cri- I can't think what it's called, but it's a TV show it's like on the horror app. Shutter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a Critters TV show, <laughs> so that's a thing. It exists. It exists. What was it? I saw the uh, Killer Clowns from Space. I think that's on Love Netflix that. right now. I think it might be on Netflix. Oh, whoa. Oh, dryer's done. Or we're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. You're done. Turn it, shut it down. If it was if it was up to my wife, we'd be out of time every time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just that step down. Um, shut it down. But, yeah, uh, what else did I see? There's something else, too, that I was like, oh, we should talk about that. It was another TV show, and I can't think what it was now. Fuck. Yeah, but yeah, I saw that the other day when I was looking at the at the uh, Critters Attack. I was trying to find the trailer for it, and I found it, and it came up, but I can't think what it was called. It's Critters something. 
But yes, basically, they turned critters into gremlins. Okay. Well, no, I mean in the movie Critters Attack. That's what the trailer looks like. Oh, okay. There's one good, good. Yeah, critter. I can see that. I was. Yeah, it's like a. It's a white one too. Isn't yeah, it's it? white. Something, so yeah. it's it's good. It's <laughs> trying to help them fight the, the evil. Yeah. The evil critters. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's definitely. It hits the spot for the 80s cheesy horror movies. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. really can't think. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank, too. Yeah, I guess we're... So, I guess we're done. <laughs> so... I just like it how we just dis- arbitrarily decide, like, all right, that's it. We've had enough. <laughs> Uh yeah, so that's it for pop culture hootenanny this week. Uh, and there's a little preview of what we might talk about next time if we remember. Uh, so yeah, be yourself, do what you want to do, unless it's murder or other bad things, because we discussed there's lots of those you shouldn't do. <laughs> you know, you know what's good and what's bad, so do good. Don't be a dick. That's right. <laughs> uh, pop culture hootenanny. I'm Dan, and I'm Justin. Bye. Bye. One, two, three, four, pop culture, who can eat pop culture?